What's up, friends? Welcome back. It's another episode of Driven Crazy. How's everybody doing? We got a we got a very fun episode this week. We got Jake Snyder, one of my good friends and very funny comedians from the. Uh, he lives in Lynchburg, but uh, there's nothing really here. He does a lot of stuff in Charlottesville, Roanoke, Blacksburg, all those all those fun places. Uh, yeah, and it's a good episode. I, uh, I switched around between some different hosts, and I got back up. Or I'm on a Pinecast now, which if anyone has a podcast or wants to get into a podcast, Pinecast is probably going to be the best place to go. I love them as a company. They've got uh, customer support chat available 24-7. Great group. I don't, I'm not getting any uh, sponsorships from them or anything. I just uh, want to let you guys know that's the best place to go. I, I love it. Uh, but yeah, no. should be Everything should be stable at this point. We've got a, a, a solid day releasing on Wednesdays now. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. Uh, Jake, fun episode. Very fun guy. The, uh, not, he's not the jolly green giant. He's the jolly sickly pale giant. Uh, very, very fun guy. Uh, we got to talk about a lot of interesting stuff, a lot of back background history, what he does, all that cool stuff. And he, uh, a very cool conversation about movies. So if anyone likes old movies, horror movies, anything like that, this would be a great episode. But uh, yeah, no, as always, uh, you can follow him at FakeJakeSnyder on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at ColbyNightComedy. Uh, if you have any questions about the show, any comments, anything like that, that's a place to leave it. But uh, subscribe would be fantastic. If you can share this with someone, that would also be fantastic. I'd appreciate it all and love you all forever, eternally. But uh, yeah, no, let's get cracking, guys. All right, we're back with another episode of Driven Crazy. With the friendly giant himself, Jake Snyder. It's a good opening. You interrupted interrupted Pantera. I had to keep going with the song. (laughs) We don't want to break any copyright violations. I doubt your incoherent rambling will be uh, a major offense to the network. All right, so where are we going, Jake? We're going to Charlottesville. We're going to Pro Renata. The Pro Renata open mic at the craft brewery. Oh, that keeps slipping in. All right. We're just going to have to adjust it. I apologize for any weird noises. Phrasing. <laughs> All right. So, how's it going? Oh, I'm tired as shit. You and me both, man. <laughs> I've been, This has been a week. I mean, I did the Southern on Monday. And then on Tuesday, I did the two mics in Richmond, which, I mean, even that was still something else. Oh, yeah. And then I did the Tots yesterday. And now I'm in Tots was weird yesterday. There was... Oh yeah, you opened for a Paul Hooper, didn't you? Yeah, Paul was fantastic. Uh, it was it was it was a an, an oddly light crowd for Tots. Huh, yeah, I've seen that happen. It was really weird. I mean, like there was five people at nine thirty, and they were all brought there by Matt, the first dude who went up, uh, and they were all planning on leaving as soon as he was done because they all wanted to go to salsa night. Ugh. Yeah, and we're like, are you are you are you kidding? Uh, but. We got a good, a good crowd of people that stayed around, but it was, uh, it was, it was rough. I've never had to work there yeah, talks, yeah. for it to go well. I mean, I've but, been there so many times. That's where I got my start at. So I've seen. A you've whole seen bunch everything. Of, oh yeah. I've like, only uh, ever seen progressively better and better ones. Uh, they're doing a showcase next month though, so that should be a lot of fun. Okay. Paul was great. I was, I was very, very impressed by him. Oh, I mean, he's always really good. I like that dude a lot. Yeah, I wanted to release a new album because the only one he had was from a long time ago. He didn't do the Enema story. I wanted to do the Enema story. But apparently he hasn't done that one in a while. All right, so we usually start off talking about uh, 
what you do, how you got into it, why you wanted to do it, all that kind of stuff. And Jake is an engineer, so uh, I'm from New England, so that means I obviously have to think you think you're better than me. <laughs> I don't have to think that, Colby. <laughs> <laughs> I have to think that because I'm from New England. That's the, <laughs> it's the rule. Uh, but no, so how do you get into that? Uh, well, I went to school at Virginia Tech, which is an engineering I mean, like, like, school. Well, what, what made you do that? Like, what in high school? Made I don't you... know. I, I'm not really high school. I just went there and thought, I need to do something. And all my friends were going into engineering. I thought, okay, I guess I can do this, too. So I just, that's how I got into it. Oh, yeah, that's one way to get into it. You know, all like-minded people. Like, we all, like, we are new grounds kids and, like, those kind of jokes. So we just kind of clicked. Like, okay, I'll just join the major you're all going into. Okay. That's kind of smart enough for it. So I figured it out. That makes sense. Uh, and so now, what, what specifically do you do now? Because you're in a furniture store. I'm in a furniture place. What? 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 How? I see the construction of furniture. So, do you like design stuff, or do you make sure the designs work, or like what, where in the flow do you sit? I kind of I cut design uh, the fabrics and whatnot. So I design how like a, how they flow on top of the frame. The, I hide the wood of the chair you unless the they want the unless they want to see the wood. And then I have to design it so they can see the wood. So like you have to take in consideration what it's gonna look like. So it's sort of aesthetics kind of stuff. No, I just wing it. You just wing it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I go with the flow. I just like I play it by ear. I, I feel as I see the names of fabrics. It's like oh, this is like a. Beach bone like plaid. It's like okay, I think I know what to do with this one, and then I, <laughs> then I whip it up. <laughs> so what you are is essentially a disgruntled straight fashion designer. Yeah. With for chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Isn't Except it? these models don't talk back to me when I give them something. It's like you're gonna wear this fish fabric and you're gonna love it. <laughs> uh, I, I think most of the models and that stuff get paid so much they wouldn't dare talk back. <laughs> Uh, well, okay, so, I mean, how much of it is, like, structural? Uh, I don't really do a lot of structural stuff. I do some of that, but it's, uh... This seems like something that you wouldn't theoretically need an engineering degree for. No, I mean, you do a lot of CAD stuff, so... Okay, okay. I, I, that's just the main responsibility. I do a bunch of other small things. Time studies and, like, throughput analysis and... Weird. A whole bunch of things that I can't really make entertaining for a podcast. You need to, uh, yeah, I mean, hey guys, you ever know of Six Sigma? Eh? The two of you. <laughs> Granted, the first episode was John, who designed the scopes that go inside people for colonoscopies, and then the second episode they was, stay there. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. they, they go in and they come out like the little weird snaky That's things. It. Oh, I got you. It, like describing the unit of measurement called a French for like the size of a man's urethra and how they managed to engineer an endoscope small enough that it could go in without stretching it beyond repair. We're going to go into the French. <laughs> it's literally, the unit is like a French. Uh, and I, I, My God, this <laughs> man has seven Frenches. <laughs> I, I His feel like dick that looks like a, a coin slot. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that term is literally just, just us being dicks to French people. Like, what's the worst thing we could measure? Ah, let's call it the French. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had Nick, and you know what Nick does. Oh, yeah. He, he, that was... Uh, he parades with the bodies of the dead. That was... And the weird part about it is, so, putting fabric on chairs requires an engineering degree. But desiccating just, human corpses, anyone can just do it. Yeah, I mean, I do. <laughs> And that's what you're wearing tonight, right? That's yes. 
the, the, this is the Buffalo Bob special. The skin of the Which is also one of the chairs we sell. <laughs> it was Buffalo Bill. I just watched that movie for the first time. You just did? Yeah, I had never seen Silence of the Lamb. Because I, I have a hard time with older horror movies because everything's just so slow. Were you surprised by how little Anthony Hopkins is actually in the movie? I was. I thought the whole thing was about him. Yeah, it's all like 12 minutes of screen time, I believe. Yeah, he was good at it, though. That was fantastic. But the whole point, I'm like, what, what? where is the scene where he wears the guy's face that was in uh, uh, the episode of The Office, remember? Uh, I don't... There that... was, okay, there was a scene in The Office. It's one of the, it's one of the best ones uh, that they ever did where they're at like a, a, a safety training thing. Oh, and the CPR does Yeah, and, the, and, and he cuts his face, face off. off. Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, and then <laughs> I saw the scene, I'm like, oh, I get it now. It's so much, so much makes sense now. And I also didn't know where the it puts the lotion on its skin thing came from. How are you not aware of that? Most people, that's one of those movies I feel like it's hard to see because everyone already knows all the quotes associated with Well, I knew movie. all the quotes, but I didn't know what they were associated with because they've gone, it's gone so far in our societal vocabulary that you don't have to mention where it's from anymore and I never knew oh okay I guess that makes sense the older I get the more movies I watch the more I'm like oh that's where everything comes from it's been happening a lot lately have you ever seen the movie Psycho uh that's Norman Bates right yeah. I have not. That's on my list because I did watch the TV show Bates Motel the Netflix show ah gotcha uh, well, it wasn't Netflix it was uh what channel was that on I think it was FX. No, it wasn't FX. I have no idea. It was a good show. I don't know if you ever saw it. Fox Family for kids. It was, it was not Fox Family for kids. That show was horrific. <laughs> uh, it was weird. It started out seeming like sort of like a, like a teen drama thing, and by the end, it just got so disturbing. It was it was really well done though. And the last <laughs> se- the last season loosely adapts the plot of the movie, uh, but I mean. The, there's a lot of episodes with the mother, so you actually like get to know her and her story and the whole. It's it's sort of it takes licensure from the original and adds a whole bunch of stuff onto it. It's really good. Uh, it's what's his face from the Good Doctor. Oh, uh, I don't know his name, but I don't know who you're talking about. I was the whole time I'm watching. I'm like, where where do I? I know him from that, but I know he looks like he's from something else. And I looked up and he was Charlie Buckets from the newer Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, okay. the Johnny Depp one. That's where he came from. I was like, oh. So he grew up to be a murderer and an autistic doctor. Fascinating. Yeah, I've never seen the version of Charlie and Chocolate Factory. Oh, you because, haven't? No, because was, I, I saw the trailers for it. It's like, no, I don't need to see this. It was way more accurate to the book, believe it or not. As much as everyone appreciates the original, because most people uh, didn't, I'm assuming, I guess, didn't actually read the Roald Dahl book, yeah. which the, the Johnny Depp one follows a lot more accurately. Yeah, but who cares? <laughs> It's probably yeah. a shittier movie. I, I liked it. Uh, I like them both each for their own. Was the uh, Don't Grab That Squirrel's Nuts in the original children's that book? That was... Uh, no, I don't think that scene was. You stole squirrel's nuts! <laughs> well, Oompa you lose! <laughs> Good day, sir! Oompa Loompa Doompity Doo was not in the original book. And, there was okay. like actually like... Like all the songs in the Johnny Depp. Where's weird industrial core Oompaloopas in the original book, though? Because I feel like that's one that's things from the soundtrack. Yeah. That I distinctly remember. Yeah, that was it. Was weird. Uh, was it? Um, was like I said, Deep Roy was the Oompaloopa in that one. Which, Deep Roy. Which is a cool name for like a two foot dude. Uh, Deep Roy sounds like a southern uh, music legend. Deep Roy. Who is deeply in the closet. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a. 
Oh man, where did we start? Oh no, so yeah, so I'm watching, I gotta watch Psycho. Because uh, that's one of those movies, like, even though you know about the famous shower scene, yeah. if you're not aware of the context of that scene in general, it's still... I know still... that now. Okay, well, is, now, now I, the movie's ruined for you. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I did all the research into uh, Silence of the Lambs after I watched it, because I'm like, he got, he, he was like out and free, spoiler alert, at the end of the movie. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, wait, did they do a sequel? And I, um, evidently they did. And they <laughs> Have all, they done a sequel? And they all sucked. Yeah. Which is frustrating, because they actually got... Anthony I wonder if this took the Home Alone route. Yes. Yes, it did. <laughs> well, yeah, Home Alone 2 was great. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. Yeah, Home Alone break 2... Break off a building. And... Yeah, it was easily as good as the original. And they should have stopped that. But they got, they got Anthony Hopkins for all of the subsequent sequels. That involved older Hannibal Lecter. He probably needed money. Yeah, I mean, like, wasn't he like a critically acclaimed Oscar-winning actor after that? So why why did he? There's a lot do... of critically acclaimed Oscar-winning actors who go on to do just shit things like Samuel Jackson. Who I'm do, like, surprised. Freddy even... versus Jason. Oh, I'm surprised Samuel Jackson is even still relevant considering all the shit he's been in after Pulp Fiction. Did Pulp Fiction win an Oscar? Uh, I actually don't know if it did or not, but it's like one of those like, if it's not, it's a classic. cult classic. So it, it, it cemented his career for sure. Yeah, and but then he's gone to do like Deep Blue, where he got eaten by a shark. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson is a, is a totally separate thing. I feel like if if, if you're knighted by the Queen of England, you can't do Freddy versus Jason. That's what I feel like. Nah, you probably used to. Because Anthony Hopkins is is knighted, correct? Sir Anthony Hopkins. I think so. I don't I'm know. like ninety percent certain. Which is what makes it even weirder that he did all those horrible movies. It's a bummer, I don't know. I kind of wish... It was all based on a book series, apparently, and he was much more a part of the rest of that. Oh, and I see. wish they had actually followed it and like done a good thing with it, because Silence of the Lambs was not the original story. Uh, and the, the movies they did were based off of them, uh, but apparently they just really didn't do a good job with it, which is frustrating. So... Uh, time to bring it back. Time to do a reboot. That's that's how this works. Yeah. That's why they keep mentioning, like, if it's, like, different from the original. Like, I don't view that as bad. A lot of people always compare that. But I, if it's an adaptation, I expect it to be, like, different. I'm usually disappointed if I watch an adaptation of a movie and it's way too similar. Because I've already either read the book or you're just trying to do something that makes better sense as something you read as opposed to something you see in a movie. Right. Well, well what about, have you seen any of the trailers for the new Lion King yet? Uh, no, I haven't actually. Oh, it's read. shot for shot for the original, but it's it's so gorgeously done that I don't care. I don't like the fact they call it live action when it's not actually That's live true. action. That's true. I know <laughs> the, the the backgrounds are CGI and the character. It looks. They got this animal to talk it in looks, real life. It looks borderline real. <laughs> uh, I I like the fact that they got Seth Rogen for Pumbaa. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if we're gonna have anyone do it, that's got that's the one. I'm less excited about Aladdin because the genie will not be the same without Robin Williams. <laughs> That's just that they shouldn't have done that one. Dumbo is looking better and better the more trailers came out. So I don't know how I feel about remakes anymore. I'm I'm, I'm more and more on the side for them. I don't know how you feel about it. I I don't really care either way. If it's better, it's better. Yeah. I got they had one move uh, remake for a I can't remember the name of it. It was like an old. Uh, Italian like gore movie yeah. and the original was very brightly colored it's about this uh, woman who goes into a dancing school which is actually run by witches okay and so it's changed up to be more like gritted in reality 
and I actually enjoyed it a lot better than the original, and I like the original, which is pretty rare for me. Huh. Now, alright, if anyone listens to this, anyone in Hollywood who's feeling like remaking Silence of the Lambs and doing the whole series and doing it correctly, I am sitting in the car with the future Buffalo Bill, that's all I've got to say. I'm going to be the good guy in this one. The good guy in this yeah. one? I'm going to be... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was Clarice. Yeah, no, I no, I'm gonna I'm gonna be Buffalo Bob, in the in the version of the story where I actually get Clarice and wear her skin, and then I go <laughs> on and solve all the other mysteries except for the one with me because I need to keep that up appearances. <laughs> is it is it bad that the worst the most the thing I was most concerned about watching that was his dog? <laughs> she seemed like he was in pretty good care. The woman not so That's much, true. but that dog seemed like the it dog was right. wasn't good care. But then the woman took the dog and almost killed it. <laughs> what happened to him after? I don't know. And that, that this is what I think about. That's what you think about. That's what I think about. I don't know. Maybe I'm a psychopath. I'm not quite sure. Uh, hmm. No, so we I, we actually just I just finished watching Casablanca in my cinematic appreciation class. Oh yeah. That was one. I thought it was going to be dry as the day is long. And as soon as you get past the old, like, film accent, I think it was pretty good. The transatlantic accent where everyone talks like this. Yeah, and, like, I didn't even realize that uh, they actually had to raise their voices to be caught on a register. I yeah. thought it was just the microphone equipment was bad, or they literally talked like that. Uh, <laughs> but no, it was just, it was, they had to raise, male characters had to raise their voices uh, so they could get picked up. So instead of talking normal, they all, they all had to talk like this. Uh, I just like to but they all sounded like us. Everyone you hear in those old recordings sounded like normal people, and that's been putting me on such a trip. They didn't, they didn't just talk like that all the time. That'd be very off-putting. <laughs> I Clarice put out last evening. No, she didn't pull that out. Had to pull out 23 skidoo and get out of there. There are whole societies that speak in clicks. Nothing is off-putting if you're used to it societally. I think I Charleston between her legs. <laughs> I just locked my knees back and forth. <laughs> there was absolutely no penetration. I'm waiting that for marriage. I'm I'm a fine gentleman, sweetie. I am. I think we gotta get John Mulaney to do an old style movie like that. Even if I see him, I'm like, oh man, you that that's that is that kind of person right there. Him and Mark Norman. Oh yeah, Mark Norman. Yeah, yeah. But I I didn't even realize that the, like I didn't realize what the point of the movie was that Rick was supposed to be America and the. Uh, <laughs> the lack of empathy during World War II. Yeah. And then, as the, it's we weird that, when you like, watch a movie oh. that old and not aware of what the context was during the time. I don't know. It just seems like every old-time stereotype. Every old movie has Nazis as a prominent... Every Indiana Jones movie has Nazis. Yeah. Uh, Casablanca had Nazis. Every old-school movie is generally built around Nazis. Uh, and what was even weirder is that like Raiders was set before... World War Two and before people knew about the Holocaust, so all the anti-Hitler stuff was like before they knew, which makes it even weirder. It's, it's thinking about like, oh yeah, people hated them even before that. They just not like the logo. Uh, I think they thought well, it, was, it was fascist, and that was. I said, the, Wait a minute! There's something fishy about this guy rounding up the Jews. <laughs> that was the peak of uh, people being against fascism when they still knew what fascism was. Because it's coming back, but I, the, the definition is a little wonky. <laughs> and then, the, like the, the my professor pointed out that, like in almost every single scene, 
you can see bars. Either, oh, like, Casablanca. Yeah. Yeah. Like, either through uh, the, the blinds, like, would cast a shadow on the wall, so it'd be, like, bars on the wall, or they'd film it through the bars and the stairs. Almost every shot had horizontal or vertical stripes yeah. in it to represent that Rick's being a prison. And I was like, wow, that that's... <laughs> that's so cool. I was a little... I feel like I might be starting to get too liberal, because I'm sitting there, and I'm like, this woman's entire plot point is to be pretty... And not know which man should have her. Oh, gee, Mr. Man, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, oh. Maybe you could guide me over there or something. I was actually uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, 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 I see what people are talking about now. Because, oh, yeah, the, the other half of the problem, so they only filmed her head from one angle. If you notice, if you go back and watch it, they will only film her uh, from her left side. Because the other side was where she had a black guy with Humphrey Bogart slapped her across the face every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like, Where's my meat martini? <laughs> my meat martini. Yeah, it's the fifties. We don't know any better. Got a pot roast with dry vermouth on it. We have lead in our gasoline. It's making us all insane. <laughs> that was back when they used to have radon condoms. <laughs> How were any of our parents born? Look, my tallywalker glows in the dark. <laughs> These people are exposing their genitals to like intense radioactive material. How are any of us? How did the human? How did America exist? Past? I don't even know. I honestly do not know. Sometimes. The power of radiation. It makes us super mutants. Yeah, you super know, Fallout. Is that why we're all starting to look weirder and weirder? Yeah, I think that explains me. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Uh, but no, <laughs> between the fact that they only ever shot her from one angle, and they whenever they did a close up of her face, which was every time she was talking. Uh, they put, they literally, they put gauze over the film lens, so it would give like a weird glow. Huh. And I'm, I'm watching, I'm like, why does every shot of hers look like a, like a, like a magazine cover glamour shot? Uh, it's, it, that's exactly, they put gauze over to soften her features. Hmm. And I'm like, this is, it's just feel, felt so wrong. And then they, her, uh. Her protruding jaw is going to put off the gentleman watching this movie. <laughs> We're going to make it better for that, the audience. Yeah. Honestly, uh, it was it was, a, it was a good movie, all things considered, and and from a cinematic standpoint, I can appreciate. All things it. considered, you know, one of the greatest movies of all time. Ah, it was alright. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. It was fantastic from a cinematic standpoint. Uh, societally and politically, not quite sure, but you know, I did. It, it also felt weird. They they hired a person who wrote on it whose entire job was to make it corny and add stupid jokes. Like, you, if, you, if you know, every now and then there's, like, a weird joke that, like, they're often made by the Russian, like, not the Russian, like, who is, who is the main military officer that was in the bar all the time? Uh, I, I can't remember. I haven't seen the movie in, like, years. Yeah. Like, like when, when Rick killed the Nazi guy, the other dude who was with the Nazis like, oh, okay, I don't need to care anymore. And it was just, like, weird jokes. Yeah, that, was was this point that, serious movie. that was a very serious movie. That was a very weirdest point in that movie when the guy went, oh, I guess I'm going to do, 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 and then said that song as he left. <laughs> Exit stage left. <laughs> That's what it felt like. There's all these weird, corny, like, jokes that are inserted into this very, very, very serious movie. And it was literally, I found out they actually paid someone to just go in and write those just to, just to make it cheesy. Hmm. Do it. Uh, I don't think maybe that was cheesy. That's just how humor was back in that day. <laughs> That's true. It's weird. Uh, 
this class has been very interesting. Learning just like what was going on in the in the earlier days of film. Uh, I think the next movie we're watching, I didn't know what it was, but then the one we're watching after that is gonna be Star Wars. So that's I'm excited for that one. Uh, the first one? Yep, first make the original. The original, that's the original. what I meant. Not, not the prequel, the Yeah. The one uh, that's good. Yes. Uh, I part of me is really hoping they'll find one that's not the special edition. But uh, the other part of me knows that George Lucas personally burned every copy of that. He's no, you were thinking about the Star Wars Christmas special. Oh, God. I need to watch that. You've never seen <laughs> I've it? I've never seen it. Just watch a best of. The actual. Best of? The best of is funny because you see all the great parts and you see, like, just general. Like, Red, Le uh, Red Letter Media does an amazing an analysis of it. So just go watch that. Because the actual uh, movie, if you watch it in full, is basically just Guantanamo torture. What? Oh, 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 oh like to, to you. Yeah, to There's you. There's no actual... No, no actual torture. Okay. Other than your own being. Other than, okay. Because their first 15 minutes, was no it? joke, is all Wookiees talking with oh. no subtitles. Oh. Wasn't there like an Ewok song in it? Uh, I don't know if there's an Ewok song. There's one where the... Uh, woman got uh, promiscuously dressed and sang a song to a uh, elder Wookiee. That is... What, you know, what, for kids. What amazes me is the fact that like the original cast and George Lucas were a part of this. It wasn't like someone took the rights to the, to the characters and made a thing. This was <laughs> like everyone involved with what is now considered a cinematic masterpiece for all of human history. <laughs> it just made a giant steaming pile of garbage. Although, interesting fact, uh, that movie was the first time ever seen uh, Boba Fett. Was it really? Yes, huh. as a cartoon character. Hmm. That's the only good thing it has. Wait, what, as a cartoon character? Yeah, they have a cartoon that runs halfway through the thing. What? Yeah. It what is, was going it looks on? Like a, uh, it's very... At that time period in history. Uh, cocaine, mostly. That, that I mean, look right. at Leia. I think at one point during that movie, someone took a screenshot. I know if it's from the Christmas special or just one of the movies, but like she has her hand on like the back of the chair. And you can see like one of her fingernails is longer because she uses a coke spoon. <laughs> Let me adjust the microphone here. Sorry, everyone, if it's loud popping. Just because this is getting ridiculous. Oh, that looks a lot smoother. There we go. That, that should sound better. Uh, Alright, what's the point of all this? Okay. Uh, <laughs> there is no point to any of it. We were, we were somehow like we were talking about how you got into engineering and what you do. And then it got to Star Wars. Oh, no, no. And, and, then, and then it got into you being Buffalo Bill. That was where we got off track. No, okay. I'm not Buffalo Bill. That is my no, alibi, and I'm sticking with it. You're Buffalo Bob. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to write that character into the movie now. It just watched... Ed Gain, that's all it's based off of. That's Ed how every single serial killer in every movie is based off of. It's just Ed Gain. That makes sense. Uh, okay. So I think we answered that question. Uh, what you do, how you got into it. Uh, what got you into comedy then? How'd that, how'd that all happen? Let's uh, see. I start off in Blacksburg. I mean, like, from the beginning, like, what, 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 as a child, oh, I don't know. recline I just, your seat and get into therapy here. What, what? I don't think that'd be a good idea right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm driving, and it's probably not the best seat. Yeah. Close boxing. your eyes and relax. Bird boxing. Yeah. Yeah. That, like, We're culturally relevant. 
I'm not even going to do that anymore just because it's not even an uh, unsafe thing to do. It's just a dead meme by this point. <laughs> uh, is, I mean, so was there any particular reason why you felt like you wanted to do it? Uh, I mean, I, not really. It just I've always wanted to, I've always had felt like I was funny since I was a kid. And I always wanted to uh, try it out. Okay, okay. And uh, the first time I actually ever tried to do stand-up was actually like in college at Blacksburg. They had an open mic there. Of course, at that time it wasn't at Tots. It was a place called Six Twenty Two North, which is a sports bar. Ooh, that must have been rough. It was interesting. It was a packing pallet in the corner of the room. Okay. It's a slanted roof. So the first time I went there, I got my big laugh because I had to go up there. I had to stand sideways <laughs> with my neck a canter to be able to stand in the spot where they put. Oh us. yeah, yeah. Anyone who's listening, Jake, how tall are you? Yeah, six seven. Six seven. You heard it here, folks. That is. Whew, I don't envy you, man. Oh, thank you, Colby. You know, most people are like, oh, well, that's interesting. Like, I I would not want to be you. No. Not for just the reason of being tall, but I, for other things. I would like, yeah, honestly, I would like to be up to 6'3", and that would be the, the max. I would never, ever want to be taller than that. I could do a little taller. I'm fine with my height, but that's, uh, that's got to suck. No, thanks, Colby. That really makes me feel good. <laughs> Purely for, I, I don't know how you would exist on a commercial airline. Uh, I probably wouldn't. I've only been on a plane twice, and both times was very unpleasant. Uh, I can imagine. I mean, granted, some of the first class seats on certain flights are, are real nice, but uh, it's not easy. They're very expensive. You get lucky because my dad flies for business like every other day, and we always had enough miles to do upgrades every now and every so often. My dad, I think he, he's flown. I think he's hit over, well over a million miles at this point. Oh, really? Yeah, he's gone all the frig over the place. Yeah. He's in England right now, and in his hotel, he just saw Kylie Jenner and Getty Lee in the span of the same ten minutes. Oh, I, I thought you were saying they were, like, together. I was like, what no, in the they fuck? Were, Why would they be together? That would be insane. No, they were not together, uh, but they were both in the same place. Kylie's doing a photo shoot, and Getty was doing a buck signing. <laughs> hey, they both hit it off. They both really like baseball cards. <laughs> baseball cards. Uh, I was like, hey, what are the odds? <laughs> yeah, what are the odds? You like Pepsi? I do, too. I, mean, I can't imagine seeing two those two people in the same place. It's just not something that... Uh... Pretty sure Kylie Jenner does not know who Rush is. No, <laughs> which is the frustrating part of that, because he much more deserves to be a noticed person. Rush. Oh, you mean like big time Rush? No. Uh, no, lady. The man played the greatest bass of all time while singing and then playing keyboards with his feet. And she got plastic surgery. That's that's where we're at. It's an overstated point, but it, it pisses me off in scenarios like this. Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> Alright, so you're on the stage looking like a Harry Potter villain. Yeah. And, uh, no, I look like Hagrid. You look like Hagrid. Yeah. Anorexic Hagrid? Yeah, anorexic Hagrid. There we go. So, and you got a laugh because of that, but how'd the rest of it go? Uh, not good. Not good? I got one other laugh, though. Ooh. What? Three minutes, so I got two laughs. It was that one, and then I said, I, uh, uh, my grandmother is trying to get into like an Indian casino and try to get a discount because she says that she's one like, 64th Native American, something like that. Which doesn't really mean all that much. Right. Like, all that means is a long time ago, one of your ancestors was violated by a European dude. Essentially. Not, that's not something you should be proud of. <laughs> yeah. Carry that with a badge of honor. That was what I, that was what, uh, 
I like the whole episode of The Office where Andy found out he was like two percent black, and you know, he said he was related to Michelle Obama. Uh, and the whole episode was like everyone felt weird about it because that meant that one of his his ancestors owned slaves. I was like that's the aspect of the, having a tiny bit of a genetic thing is you don't realize is it's probably not a good thing. I was like that's fascinating. You got a little bit of evil in you. Good night, children. I mean, probably the best point. I mean, Genghis Khan's genes spread through like what, like seventy-five oh, yeah, percent of the population. That's true. That's very true. Of the world. Yep. Uh, Jim Gaffigan did twenty-three and Me, and he got. He's like, why, why is Mongolia in there? And he found out that's literally just Genghis Khan is in almost everybody. Yeah. Uh, Genghis Khan literally changed the global temperature. The amount of people he killed, they've done the math. The amount of people he killed huh. and the less exhaling that is done by those people literally produced so much less carbon that it shifted the temperature of the globe. So what you're saying is to combat global warming, we need to start... Bring back Genghis Khan. It's about just go time for another muck. genocide, is what I'm saying. You heard it here, folks. Colby wants another genocide. <laughs> oh, wait, he flies planes. <laughs> wait, hold up. I don't like, think I don't think it was a genocide. I don't think what he did was genocide because I'm pretty sure he just killed anyone he came across. Mass murder, not genocide. Let's not target a specific group. Let's just kill anybody that's where we want to be. That's gonna be my next question. Who would we pick to get rid of? <laughs> who is gonna stand up and finally do this? Who Who would you pick? If you had to pick anyone alive today that you know of, who do you think would, would have what it takes to do that? To lead that army? Oh, to lead the army? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure he didn't do it single-handedly. Oh, let's see here. Well, we can probably bring back up. Uh, is Dick Cheney still alive? I'm pretty sure he'd be down for that. That's a good point. I think General James Mattis might be the dude. <laughs> he's not Trump's Secretary of Defense anymore. He's free. I don't think he's got anything going on in his day. The man single-handedly almost completely eradicated ISIS. I feel like he'd be the guy. Yeah, so we got uh, him, Cheney, and uh, I want to throw in a third wheel, uh, Morrissey from the Smiths. Morrissey. I feel like he'd be, he'd, uh, he'd probably kill a lot of people that eat meat, so. Oh, that's true. But he's just a very angry individual. He's a very angry individual. <laughs> I imagine individual. that he'd just be down with something like that. <laughs> Interesting. They write a song about how he just runs over bukus of people with his double-decker double bus. <laughs> uh, so, what, what else? Did you do any other material I might have heard first time? Anything that still survives to this day? Uh, not really. I mean... All of it's pretty much gone? Yeah, basically. Although I change my stuff way too often, I just actually stick with something more. I always wonder that. about that, because I'm like... Win I, I know Winston won his first clash, which is the first thing he ever did. So obviously some of his bits he did must have been good. Uh, and I wonder if I've heard any of them. You know what I mean? I don't know, actually. Because uh, you might have to ask him about it if he still does any of those bits. Yeah. I was, I was wondering about that. Because, I mean, I, do, I still do some of the ones I had from the beginning. They're different now. But some of them, like, they, they still work uh, moderately well. And then when you mix them with other stuff, it works pretty well. Um, and I, w I wonder how many how many of us actually like will keep stuff from the very beginning. I mean, I probably still have all my notes from that. But I just yeah, I've got my second set ever still recorded in voice memos. Ah, okay. Which, uh, I'm just waiting for the day that I hear that, and it causes me physical distress. And that's not gonna be pleasant to listen to, like 
two years from now when you look exactly. back. Exactly. Because listening back now, it's been less than a year. It's not that bad. But watching my vines from when I was 14, I'm, I'm pretty sure I have stomach cancer from watching that at this point. So it's, yeah. it's not good. Uh, so, I mean, it's how, like any time Facebook has like the throwback things. Like, remember oh. this from nine years ago? You being a general douchebag on the internet? I don't like, have yeah, enough don't stuff wonder. on Facebook for that. Uh, also, here a picture of you from you when your dog was still alive. Yeah, I thought this would bring back some more memories for you. <laughs> that was a Winston bit. That was on his first album there. How was it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, a whole bit about that. Uh, here's your dog that died. I was like, oh, that's... I've never had to go through that because I never had a dog. You've never had a dog? I've never had... A, I have a dog paw tattoo on my right arm, and I've never had a dog. That's worse. That's I, I use it because I've loved dogs so much growing up. I just sort of stole everyone else's. <laughs> if we ever had family friends that had dogs, I would just, like... I, I mean, obviously, I sat for them all. Uh, but that was that was where I wanted to be. We were at our, our friends' houses. I would be with the dog the whole time. It was mainly because my mom does not like dogs, and she didn't want to have to clean up after it the whole time because she knew she would be the one doing it. Yeah. Uh, which is understandable. Uh, and then they try to get a dog. <laughs> so, I mean, I, 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 from age three onwards, would beg every single year for a dog. That was the only thing I wanted. I only ever wanted a dog. Never happened. Nope, 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 nope. We're not getting a dog. We're not getting a dog. We're never going to get a dog. We're not going to get a dog. Your mother doesn't want a dog. I don't want a dog. We're not getting a dog. I go to college for one year. Now is the time Colby, to get the dog. Colby, don't hate us, but we got a dog. I wanted to just straight up, uh, up, down, up, down, left, right, or just up, up, down, down, up, left, down, right, left, right. Left, right, start. Yeah, just the whole, the whole, the whole neighborhood where they live and just craterize it. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't end up working out, though, because he, he was a Yorkie that was not potty trained and dogs of that size once they're past a certain age are incapable of potty training and we couldn't like keep him outside so uh, it didn't work so we had to give him to some friends of ours he's in a good place uh, but after that my sister was so devastated and my mom was devastated we didn't want to get another dog after that so I think I'm pretty sure the dream is dead forever now well, thank you for the uplifting story about your dog Colby that really, <laughs> that really put me into some chipper spirits oh good uh, my aunt's got dogs, though. Oh, okay. That's fun. She had my. She got a, a her first dog, Dixie, was a German Shepherd Rottweiler mix, which they hoped would be this giant, scary, mean guard dog, and turned out to be a pot roast with anxiety. <laughs> she's the size of a Rottweiler, so she's small, but she's skinny like a German Shepherd, but she's also chubby because she's a fat so, and she's terrified of everything. She's the least intimidating dog I think I've ever met. And they just got a yellow lab puppy like a month ago. Who is eventually going to outgrow Dixie, and that'll be interesting. (laughs) It wasn't a cool dog. I I got to meet a bomb-sniffing dog the last time I was at their house, because they have uh, some police friends, one of whom has a a bomb-sniffing dog. And now, I don't know how much you know about it, but I did not know anything about how they do that. I, knew, I figured, you know, I know you can teach a dog to recognize a scent, but I don't know how you train them to then go seek it out. And what I learned is, uh, literally, they, they almost starve these dogs. They're, they don't starve them, like, it's not cruelty, but they're always hungry. Yeah. And when a dog's hungry, they'll do anything to eat. So, basically, they feed them, like, 12 or 13 times throughout the day, little bits of food from their hand. 
uh, and they only feed them when they smell this certain scent. So they start off, like, they, they, they get them to sniff it, and then they feed them, like, from the first week they get them. And that's their entire life. That's the only way they ever get fed. And we had brought some fireworks, because you can't get those in New York, and we live in New Hampshire, a lawless wasteland. <laughs> and we brought some fireworks to that because they, they needed some to train her with, because they needed gunpowder. And uh, we put them in the in the garage, and we all went in. We were sitting there. It was Thanksgiving. And the people bring the dog over, and my aunt's dog starts attacking her because she has territory issues. And so just to make everything all right, they put the other dog in the garage. And we're all just, hours go by, and we're all just chatting, and we're like, I yeah, know, we have the fireworks for you guys that are in the garage. And they're like, oh, wait a second. And we come out, and the dog is... Her distress is palpable. She's just been sitting there staring at them for like an hour. Like, where's the food? <laughs> I do not understand. <laughs> so She's a sweetheart of a dog, though. Uh, yeah. Speaking of other fun uh, dog stories, that uh, they use that same treatment for a lot of dogs when they train them. Yeah. The Russians during World War II oh, no. uh, trained dogs to be like bomb sniffing. We're like, well, actually, not bomb sniffing. Uh, they strapped bombs to the dogs <laughs> so and bad. then trained them to go after tanks because the tanks would have food. So they, oh, they plan to have the dogs go so after the tanks and then just blow up the dogs. Oh. However, they trained with oh, their, no. own, their, own their own tanks. So the dogs <laughs> recognize the Russian tanks as the ones having food. So they just like stick around and like, Oh, I, we can't blow up our own tanks, so this fucking went out the window. Oh, that's... Oh. So all the dogs did not were saved. None of that's them... That's awesome. None of them died. Haven't we... Haven't people done something with other animals? Like, I feel like someone did something with cats at one point. I feel like a lot of people do a lot of odd things with animals at any given time. I mean, like, I mean, like, for war. Like, I feel like someone's done something with cats, either. Yeah, I remember the time when they, they just uh, had piss-covered cats, and they would throw them at people, and they would claw their face. I don't remember And infect their wounds with piss. Okay. I don't think that's real, but it just no. seems like something. <laughs> um, my favorite one was, <laughs> we learned this in my history class, we used to play Rome Total War, uh, as we learned about different societies, and it would, like, because the game is actually pretty accurate. Uh, and the best thing is the Romans would, when they were at war with India, the Indians would ride in on elephants. And, oh, yeah. And uh, the Romans would literally cover pigs in oil and grease and flammable and substances the no, and light them on fire <laughs> and send them in so these flaming pigs are just running around screeching, which would scare the elephants and make them run away. And then if that isn't the best war tactic I've ever heard of, I don't know what is. I got scared just about anything. Just like, exactly. Unless you had to be pigs, just like, burn any living creature instead of you. Well, have you ever heard how heard the noises that come out of pigs? I think they were the right ones. Because if they're slowly burning to death, that's going to be a god-awful sound. I guess it would probably work with cats, but they're not That'd quite That'd be a hardy. horrifying sound with a delicious smell. Oh, that's true. Because I'm pretty sure they covered them in cooking fat, so, I mean, <laughs> hey. <laughs> Even if you lose the war, you get free bacon. What if bacon screamed every time you cooked it? That's how Minecraft works. If you light pigs on fire and then kill them, you don't even have to smelt it. You just get cooked pork chops. <laughs> That's how that works. Oh, Lord. Oh, man. All right, so that was your first time at comedy. What happened after that? You, did, you, did, or did you immediately hate yourself and your life? What made you want to I was doing, doing that it? before comedy started, so I feel like that's... <laughs> what, what made you keep going after after a bad set? I don't know. Like, I just kept going. You just kept going? Yeah. How long did it take before you had an all right set? 
I still don't think I have an all right set. I, your last set of tots was fantastic. Yeah, it was all right. I, uh, I see, when I started going to tots, they started that probably, I think, four months after I got started at the other place. Wow. So, uh, tots is just a fantastic venue because the crowds are very, very good. They're very receptive to comedy. They're Absolutely. there for comedy shows. It's probably one of the best rooms in uh, Virginia for like, someone probably up Probably one of the coming. best rooms on the East Coast, to be perfectly honest. So that's where I got my start. So I just wow. got uh, high ego about me, thinking I was able to do well. Right. And then I moved out here, and I started doing gigs in Richmond, just open mics. And got my balls had to be on a silver platter. Ah. Makes me start back from scratch, kind of. That's, that's why I'm glad I didn't start it. Oh, speaking of which, Blacksburg has been given the okay... Robbie's been given the okay to do two a month over the summer. Yay! Yeah, and one of them's gonna be a roast battle, so it's gonna be great. That's that's fantastic. I'm so ready. I'm so glad I got back. Cause yeah. for a while uh, that used to be a one show a month, not that one show a month, one show a week. Uh, that's when Anthony uh, uh, Quinn was uh, hosting that, and then yeah. he moved on to Philadelphia. And he left the reins to a Chris Munger, who is one of the funniest people I know. I enjoy his company a lot. He's very strange, bizarre. It's more... Winston was talking about him on Monday. I, I, I really got to find some of this. I, I haven't seen any of his videos yet. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're, they're in for a treat. <laughs> Winston also... I don't know if you know about this guy that he told me about, uh, Ryan Halliday. Yeah, I know that. Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't... He said he was just like a really weird racist puppeteer. I'm like, okay, so like Jeff Dunham. And then I watched a video of Sister Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you, anyone understands the extent of how horrific his act is. I do not know why Kazi's lets him go on, let alone headline a weekend. Wait, is he headlining at Cosby's? He's headlining this weekend at Cosby's. Interesting. With Sister Girl and his new one, Twinkie. Which is a, a very flamboyant-looking gay puppet with pink hair. Wow, you know, that's a sign of a good puppet when you hear the name and immediately know what that puppet is. Exactly. Do they not care about staying open? Because that's what it seems like right now. There's so many videos I've seen that just have people like that. And... I mean, even like. Uh, well, I can understand, I can understand comics that are typically rough because you can tell them to lighten it up, and they might not. But even they, the funny bone, like uh, they all have, they don't have comics all the time. They'll have uh, hypnotists and magicians. And I'm not all <laughs> down for that, but Sister Girl and Tweaky is so far beyond anything that should be remotely culturally accepted. It makes Jose the Jalapeno look not racist. That's how bad though that everything he does is. And I almost want to go just to witness this crap. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just, just, just to watch something so... It's a guilty pleasure. It's like watching To Catch a Predator. Just... <laughs> Wait, how, how is that comparable? That's not... Quite... Getting, getting, getting guilty pleasure out of watching something so god-awful. I don't know at why. At least there's some justice at the end of To Catch a Predator. That's there's a good no point. justice at the end of his headline. That's a very good point, because he probably killed. You all lost money. Welcome to comedy in middle America, everybody. Virginia is on the coast, but it counts. Yeah. It definitely wait, wait, counts. Virginia's on the coast when it counts? No, it's on the coast, but it still counts as oh, middle it still America. Counts. Okay. It, it's 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 Iowa with more dip. That's what we are. As a whole state, uh, Richmond's 
alright from what I've seen, but <laughs> yeah. Evidently Newport News is some sketchy folks. Oh yeah. I get to go I flew there, but I've never actually set foot on the ground there. You flew past like oh goodbye, simpletons. I'm well, no, we flew to the airport you for one of my training smoky. flights, so we had to we had to fly to Newport News. Just flew, I started flowing into Newport News and saw the people on the ground just immediately panned back up. I was like, no! <laughs> I don't care if we're running out of gas, we're not landing there. Well, we landed. I didn't get out of the plane. <laughs> you land, taxi back, take off, go back home. Because that was, that was the day that we got stuck at Kitty Hawk in North Carolina for six hours. Not being able to fly to Kitty Hawk must be some sort of ironic. Ironic. <laughs> yeah. You take off like 200 meters and then you're well, down again. Right, so what happened was they had just finished the 100 hour inspection in the maintenance department and they, we wheeled the plane out of the hangar to go fly we flew out to uh, first flight North Carolina we this was if anyone does not know that is the airport that they're it's not the airport so much as the area where the Wright brothers first flew uh, and they, they've got like a whole monument on the hill that they've pushed the very first functional in case you did not down. catch my reference here it is verbatim what it's based on <laughs> uh Great, really cool place. I'm glad I got to go there. Uh, but it's the one airport in Liberty's entire flight program, the one airport that you ever go to that doesn't have a maintenance facility at it. So we landed there, and we got out of the plane, and there's another Liberty plane there, and they look over and they said, hey, it looks like you got oil dripping out of the front of your plane. We're like, oh, no. We look out, yep, sure, there's oil just spilling out of the engine. They're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, there wasn't enough oil to take off. Uh, legally, according to the FAA, we could have taken off to fly to the next closest airport, so it only would have been like five five minutes. Yeah. Uh, but Liberty doesn't let you do that, and they wouldn't let us get a mechanic from their drive over. So we had to wait for a Liberty mechanic to drive all the way out to First Flight, North Carolina, and come out and fix the plane. Yeah. And so there's there's no like there's a building there, but it, I I don't think it even had a bathroom. It's just a little room with a computer and uh, a stamp. <laughs> and it was cold out, so we couldn't hang outside. So we just we were just sat in the room and watched Star Trek for several hours. And then the guy flew out. Uh, the guy drove out, opened up the cowling. He said, "Oh, they just put on a gasket backwards." Ah. Uh. And I've never been more filled with murderous rage. Now, here's the problem. You had the gas tank open. Yeah, so then we flew to Newport News. We didn't even get out. Then we just flew right back. We're like, no, we're done. This has been a day. That was, oh, man. Was that not something you could have checked? <laughs> uh, no, because we would have had to take apart the engine cowling. And that's not on the pre-flight checklist. Oh. I, I, I imagine like it's on the side of a car. You just flip the hood and like the no, gas cap. No, to get to off. the engine in the airplane, you gotta unscrew some stuff. Uh, not to mention, we we could have checked it, but we couldn't have done anything about it. Unless you're a certified A and P mechanic, you can't do anything. Mm. You can do minor stuff, but not a lot. Uh, just for liability reasons. But what if you wanted to put nitrous on your plane? That's very illegal. <laughs> <laughs> Although, although, uh, you do know about, you know about the Tesla Roadster, right? Yeah. The, the electric car that goes from zero to 60 in 1.9 seconds, I yeah, think it was. something like that. Uh, how they're coming out with the SpaceX edition. I don't think I heard anything about yes, that. Yes, they are coming out with the SpaceX edition of the Roadster, which features six rocket engines. 
<laughs> this thing is not remotely street legal, nor will it ever be street legal. But you will be able to have a self-driving car that fills up with rocket fuel and a wall plug. You'll pull 15 G's in this baby. <laughs> You're in a straight line though, if you make any turn, your spine will rocket out of your asshole. <laughs> if, if the electric model is the fastest production car ever built and does zero to 60 in 1.9, can you imagine what that would be like with six, and I can't stress this enough, literal SpaceX rocket engines. Is Wiley Coyote funding this? <laughs> no, just a stone trillionaire. Elon Musk is is he is Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. There's not that's there's no there's no way that dude doesn't have like a, a a half sentient suit that flies around and he wears it. There's no way that that doesn't exist. He's either Batman, Tony Stark, or a weird combination of the two. I want to know what animal he's afraid of, so if I ever see a giant one of them beating the crap out of some people in an alley, I can know who it is. <laughs> if, I was that, if I was Elon Musk, I would hire an old British butler. <laughs> Legally change his name to Alfred, just because I could. If I was Elon Musk, I would buy a human being and make <laughs> him do my will. <laughs> he wouldn't have to... What makes you think he'd have to buy him? I have fuck you money, is like... What makes you think you'd have to buy someone? He could Your name is now name. blue. Your name is now blue. No, have him change his name to a symbol, like Prince. Nah, that's too cool. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. What was that? You're, you're now this web thing. Good luck pronouncing it. That got me thinking. Can you legally change your name to a number? Probably. Because that's one I've never seen. I've seen symbols. I've seen really weird stuff. I've seen brand names. I have never seen anyone named a number. There's, uh... Are you aware of the Charlie Brown Christmas special? Don't worry, this makes sense. Of course I'm aware uh, of the Charlie Brown Christmas special. You know the, uh, that one kid that has a famous dance everyone makes a gif of where he's like kind of looking back and forth and shuffling? Yeah. His name is Five. Oh. And oh. the two twin sisters in that are named Three and Four. Oh, right. I because in the that. canon of the Peanuts universe, their dad is an accountant who went insane one day and just named them all numbers. Peanuts is beyond strange. <laughs> And the, for the fact that it's written by, like, one of the most staunch religious people of all time, uh, what the hell is with Peppermint Patty? <laughs> Peppermint Patty has, has got short hair, wears shorts and flip-flops, and a plaid button-down, and has a girl who follows her around all day and calls her Sir. Yeah, that's one of those things, it's that thing where a hardcore, like, uh, religious person just writes that completely unaware of just how gay it is, or how much of a lesbian character they're making. It's like, what, what are you talking about? They're not lesbians. They're perfectly fine, upstanding the citizens. Is it works so well, because she's so blatant and upfront about her, her feelings for Charlie Brown that there's no way they're legitimate. It's a What, cover. have you never had a lesbian hit on you? Uh, <laughs> I've never... Uh, because this doesn't, isn't this quite the same thing, but I did have a, a girl who tried to date me pretty intensely, and I, I recently found her on Facebook, and she is a he now. Ah. And I, I was like, okay, well, that might be similar. I don't think I've been hit on by a lesbian, though. I had some friends that are just like, they'd be flirtatious, and like, hey, you. I was like, you'll turn me one day. I was like, yeah, I highly doubt that. I feel like if you're lesbian enough, why would you hit on me? I'm just, just being fun, I guess. Granted, I am, I am on the feminine side of things, but you know. I, I think, no, they're hitting you because they think you're an actual lesbian. That's the problem. 
<laughs> That's why I have to have facial hair. Oh my god, Ellen DeGeneres, you let yourself go. <laughs> I know. I look like a, a rejected member of One Direction who didn't take it well. That's... <laughs> Also known as one of the NSYNC people. Oh, you went there. We had uh, one of them come to Liberty a little while ago. Uh, <laughs> we, it was NSYNC did Bye Bye Bye, right? I don't know which one did what. It's, they um, all merged together. That's yeah, the moment pause is NSYNC, and he came and did all bunch of songs. It was great. I was busy with my head playing Super Mario 64. I didn't care about modern music until like I was in high school. And... Gotcha. Alright, so before we get too close here, uh, obviously the podcast is called Driven Crazy, and this is a segment I like to call Comedians in Cars Getting Angry. Uh, what is what is your biggest pet peeve? What drives you crazy? Uh, I don't know. I don't like being interrupted quite often. That's, that's something that gets me pretty riled up. Um, you must have fun hanging around a bunch of comics. Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, but is that, is that your biggest one, then? Nah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really... I don't get really angry at a lot of things. It's pretty okay. hard to... That yeah, ticked me off. Oh, uh, last thing that got me legitimately. Yeah, because that's the other one. Is what drove me crazy this week? It's one of the things is like a. I don't really get angry, but when I do, it becomes like immediate and just like mm-hmm. furious. Like the my manager at my job tried to get my attention by going up to the office I work at and just tapping on the glass window instead of you know opening the door and yeah. saying hey. Oh. Tick 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 tick. I look around. I was like, I'm on the phone with somebody. Uh, trying to get something done. I like, I'll be out there in a minute. So I turn back around, and he taps louder on the glass. Oh, no. And I look back around at him. If I wasn't on the phone, I legitimately might have screamed at him. <laughs> so I am not a fish, motherfucker. Talk to me like I'm a goddamn person. That's horrible. Oh, oh, that, that makes me uncomfortable just thinking <laughs> about it. <laughs> it's one of those people who's just completely unaware of their what social interaction they're doing. is. Yeah, it's a person that... I haven't seen him do this, but I imagine he's that type of person that'd probably snap at waiters. Yeah. Exactly. Like, they're entitled to someone else's attention regardless of what they're doing. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Sort of like that woman uh, who came up at the Winsmith Games. God, I still hate her. Uh, anyway, so another one. Uh, what what drives you crazy in comedy? Uh, in comedy? This 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 one question is why I need Chris to do this. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, he's got years of experience of exactly seen every, every little thing, <laughs> and he just gets butt hurt about a lot of stuff. So it'd be great. I one thing that really ruffles me up is when you see someone who just goes there to bring their friends, and they're killing it just because they brought all their friends. Like the fantasy football dude at Blacksburg uh, yeah. at the showcase. That guy was actually kind of funny. He's the only dude I've seen who lost That's a bet. That's true. And actually did pretty well for himself. That's very true. Everybody else has these just hack. I don't think he would have done well if he was at an open jokes. mic. But I feel like, I feel like if he was at an actual place where people well, were no, paying money, not a lot of people typically do unless they have true. all their shit together. Well, that that he probably would have done all right, like uh, opening at a club or something, which is fascinating. That was that was an interesting scenario. So that's what drives you crazy about that. Uh, is cheesecake? A cake or a pie? I don't give a fuck. It's just, it is a sweet, delicious dessert, despite what Chris Allen says. <laughs> calling you out on this. Yeah. Cheesecake is delicious. Although, I will give him props. I like the fact he's never tried it, but still says it's disgusting. That's the frustrating Which is part. hilarious. Okay, to be fair, 
you know, uh, I know I wouldn't like eating dog shit, but... You just compare cheesecake to dog shit? No, no, no the point is, you can tell if you're not going to like something. I do think he's wrong about that. I don't think the concept of th- of not trying something that you, you think you know you wouldn't like, but he is he's wrong in that specific instance. That man. Uh, I do agree with his stance on chocolate ice cream, though. What is his stance on chocolate, chocolate ice cream? Chocolate ice cream is garbage. Uh, it's kind of overrated, I guess. It doesn't accomplish its own purpose. It doesn't taste like chocolate. And I said this with Nick, and I will say it again. The only chocolate ice cream that actually tastes like chocolate that I have ever had... Coldstone Creamery's dark chocolate. If you're near one, try it, and you'll know what real chocolate ice cream tastes like, and everything else can go to hell and die. That's the sense of that. What do you, you, you? It's overrated, but do you think it tastes like chocolate? I never had that before, so I don't know. I, I mean, regular chocolate oh, ice cream. I, 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 not really. But then again, most ice cream flavors don't taste like what the thing they're supposed to be is. That's true. It's all artificial. <laughs> That's why I like working at Coldstone so much, is because like when we made banana ice cream. You go. We went to the supermarket and bought bananas and blended them up and added them to the sweet cream. Mm. That's how we made it. Uh, Cold Stone, if you're hearing this, sponsor me. I worked there for three years, and it was great. Please give me money. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, it's expensive, but there's a reason. It, oh, they might so give you money, but then you get to the point where I mean, they give me your money. Genocide. It's like, oh, I'm not sure if we should fund this or not. <laughs> we at the Cold Stone Creamy Association don't uh, uh, agree with the views of genocide. <laughs> they they didn't give me an awful lot of money for working there, but that's different. <laughs> I don't know if that counts as a sponsorship. Uh, no, that's that's a job, Colby. That's, that's yeah. That's not exactly the same thing. Yeah, maybe. Um, and then the last one I ask is, is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? Hmm. I don't know. It's like, it's kind of one of those things. I don't know if it's a sandwich, but it is, does show Science how language. frail the human language is there when you, you have go. this concept that can be easily taken in one way or the other. Like, a burrito is not just a, a fat uh, pop tart with other shit in it. It's yeah, <laughs> that makes so. Uh, w- w- I've heard a lot of interesting answers. Uh, most people say they feel in their heart that it is not a sandwich, but when they think about what a sandwich is, it is one. Now, people have tried to get out of it by saying that a sandwich has to be on two pieces of separated bread. Does that sound like something that'd be reasonable? Then okay, what I, do you get okay. at Subway? I guess you get a sandwich. It's one piece of bread. They don't separate it. Yeah. And that 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 gives me my conclusion that as much as I hate to admit it, I do think a hot dog is a sandwich. I feel like I can end this once and for all. All right. If I, uh, I ask a lady for a sandwich and she comes back with a hot dog, I am 100% going to deck her. <laughs> I feel like I have solved this crisis for everybody. Thank you all. <laughs> all right. I am on Instagram, fake Jake Snyder. It's called fake because I don't want the companies to find out, so I think that's a clever ruse. Oh, there you go. (laughs) This is not me. All right. Well, (laughs) you heard it here first. A hot dog is not a sandwich because of Jake's uh, sexist rage. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys for listening. If anyone actually listened, follow Jake at, well, follow not Jake at fake Jake Snyder on Instagram and follow Colby Night Comedy for any updates about this podcast and or any other future endeavors. Have a great night, guys. I hate you all!